Welcome to More is Afraid of the Dark, but not really the podcast. The podcast where I discuss episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Tonight's a special night, as I'll be talking about the last episode of Season 1, the, ta- the Tale of the Pinball Wizard. So sit back, relax, and let's get talking. Hello listeners, as I mentioned in my opening, tonight's podcast is a special podcast because tonight I'm discussing the last episode of season one of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Pinball Wizard. This story first aired on November 14th, 1992. Tonight's tale is told to us by our fearless leader, Gary. It's about a kid who loves to play pinball and will do anything to play it. The episode begins with the gang already at the clearing. I think they are waiting for Gary to get there. David is sitting next to Betty Ann, and he is telling her all he needs is a few more points to get the key. So David, to paint to you the picture of it, has a Game Boy. Betty Ann seems somewhat interested, but at the same time not concerned about the game at all. I think it is interesting that she doesn't make a sound. Also, it is cool that David has an old school Game Boy. I used to have an old school Game Boy as a kid. My parents got it for me so I would stop crying on the airplane to Hawaii. As a child, I spent nearly every summer in Hawaii, specifically the island of Kauai. And while most people would love spending each summer in Hawaii, I did not. I often wished I could have stayed at home and played with my friends. But that's enough about my autobiography tonight. We have to continue with the episode. Anyway, Eric, the idiot, comes along and asks David what a certain button does while he pushes it, and it resets the button. Eric resets the game, and David dies on the inside a little. Poor David has to start all over now, but Frank comes and asks David if he has gotten the key yet, and takes the Game Boy out of David's hands in the process. Betty Ann kind of smirks at this, and I find it very funny as well. David says no, he doesn't have the key, and he may never get it now. Frank says it's a piece of cake to get the key. Kristen criticizes David, Frank, and Kiki, and asks them how they can invest so much time into a game. I have recently, myself, have become a gamer. Actually, one of my favorite games is very closely related to Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's a game called Phasmophobia, where you... You can solo, or you can go with a team of up to three other people. You go into these houses, you try and figure out what type of ghost is haunting it, and you try not to get killed by the ghost. You use several ways to get the clues, for example, a spirit box that allows you to communicate with ghosts who communicate through the spirit box, a ghost writing book where they can write, and most of the time they write can't run, or they'll write something like die, kill. Um, You use a UV light to look for ghost fingerprints, and a camera to look for ghost orbs. Uh, I've dedicated probably close to 100 hours to the game since uh, the week of Halloween. So I would say I am a gamer. So I invested a lot of time into it because I got a lot of pleasure out of it. And because I'm not supposed to leave the house anymore due to COVID restrictions, that's why I play. But now let's get back to the episode. Kiki comes along and tells Kristen it's the fight between good and evil, and that makes it all worth it. And then she tells Frank it is her turn and grabs the Game Boy. Gary finally shows up and takes the Game Boy away from Kiki 
and says that Kristen is right. It doesn't matter because you can just hit a button and reset the game to start over. He takes the Game Boy away because he's getting ready to start the story. Gary takes his seat in the storyteller's chair, picks up the bag of midnight dust, throws the non-dairy creamer into the fire, and says, Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story the tale of the pinball wizard. We start the story with narration from Gary. He introduces us to our main character, a kid named Ross Campbell. Gary tells us that Ross is one of those kids who is on his own a lot and knows how to take care of himself. If he had a goal, he would make sure to get that goal accomplished. Ross looked through all the coin returns of the payphones at the mall to get quarters. Then he looks down at the fountain and sees a quarter. He rushes downstairs to get it, only to get into an argument with the homeless lady over the quarter. A security guard catches them and tells them to stay where they are as he comes down the stairs to address the situation. Ross says forget that and he escapes the security guard and ends up in Mr. Olson's store. Olson's, which is a hobby shop and arcade I guess? He fixes trinkets, and there's a lot of stuff there that you could use as hobbies, and he has pinball machines for people to play. Ross goes into the shop, and he tries to convince Mr. Olson to hire him to work there. Ross is saving up to buy some metallic super soakers. Remember super soakers? I remember wanting a super soaker 1000. You know, the kind that had the backpack for the water and the pumping action? I miss good water gunfights. Mr. Olson tells Ross he doesn't want to hire another kid and that the only talent Ross has shown him is playing pinball. Ross tells him that it is unfair and then Ross notices a new pinball game under a sheet and asks Mr. Olson about it. Mr. Olson tells Ross not to touch it as it is a collector's item and doesn't work right. He tells Ross to go play the games out in front. Just as Ross puts in a quarter, Mr. Olson tells him to come back in an hour as he is leaving to have lunch. Ross says that is perfect. He can have Ross watch the shop. Mr. Olson is not convinced, but Ross tells him he wouldn't lose business if he keeps the store open. Mr. Olson agrees and tells Ross to just sit down and not move or touch the register or the new pinball game in the back. Mr. Olson tells Ross if he can do this, he might consider hiring him. While that all sounds good, I have to question Mr. Olson's logic. If Ross is supposed to watch the store, why would he tell him not to touch the register? Does he not want people to pay for the items? Is he giving them away for free and Ross is just there to be like, yeah, take it, I can't touch the register. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Mr. Olson leaves the store and Ross gives it about a minute before he goes and plays the new pinball machine. We then see Mr. Olson outside the store hearing the new machine's music in the background and he has a sly smile on his face. Ross is playing the game when he gets a customer. It is a girl named Sophie who has come to pick up her music box, which is in the shape of a throne. This will be important later, folks. Remember, her music box is in the shape of a throne. Ross flirts with her. He flirts like a zombie. After a while, he finally asks Sophie what the music box looks like. Sophie tells him it's in a gold box. He finally finds the gold box, which is the only gold box in the store. She asks him if it's ready for pickup, at which point Ross finally admits to her he's not sure and that Mr. Olson will be back in an hour and to come back. She's that she has some other stuff at the mall to do and says she will come back. 
As she leaves, the pinball machine magically turns back on. At some point in playing, Ross montages his way into the machine. Once his quarters run out, Ross yells for Mr. Olsen and realizes the mall must be locked. If I was me, I would have tried to break the door open, but that is just me. Just then, a payphone rings, and Ross runs to answer the call. He gets to it just in the nick of time. The person on the line asks him if he has an umbrella. I am sure it is not Rihanna, but Mr. Olsen. All of a sudden, it starts raining quarters! Ross runs into the fountain to get the quarters when he sees some silver men, who look like they are the Blues Brothers, and tries to ask them for help when one of them grabs him by the arm. Ross freaks out and rips the guy's hand off. Then Sophie, who is now a princess, calls out to Ross to grab a key and then get the tiara from the vault. Ross realizes that the Blues Brothers are afraid of water and splashes water all on the ground around them to make them go away. He then heads to what he assumes is the vault, which is the lockers. For whatever reason, Ross opens the locker's face first and gets covered in guacamole and or very thick pea soup. Then he gets blown by smelly air before opening the correct locker to find Sophie's headband. Once he finds the headband, the escalator turns on to take him to the second floor. Once on the second floor, Ross chases Sophie down a corridor. Once in the corridor, Sophie is then kidnapped by a rejected member of the Chippendales dance troupe, and Ross runs into a homeless, the homeless lady from earlier, who is now a witch. She has bad emphysema, or asthma, and blows Ross away back into the mall. Ross drops the crown, and the witch grabs it. Sophie yells at Ross from the corridor to get the throne. Remember earlier in the episode, when Sophie went to Mr. Olsen's, and asked about her music box, and I told you to remind yourself it was a throne? Well, this is where it comes into play. Ross dashes back to Olsen's to get the throne. Once in Olsen's, he finds Sophie, who is now tied up in a chair, and demands to know what is going on. She tells him there is no time, and he has to help her. Ross goes to grab the throne when they are attacked by the executioner. They run off while being pursued by the executioner, and Ross must battle him. Sophie explains to Ross that he has to play the game. Ross defeats the executioner, and Sophie tells him to grab the mace. They then see the witch, who has the crown and is about to put it on her head, when Sophie opens the throne and it plays the music, and the crown is transported back to them. It's magic, people, just like Gary loves. However, it doesn't seem to work out, because then Sophie's grabbed by the security guard. She throws the crown and tells Ross to get it to the third level, and that he cannot hurt her. And by he, she means the security guard. Ross chases after the crown and grabs it. It is at this point that he realizes he is playing the pinball game. Ross opens the throne and thinks it's not the actual throne because it's too small. Remember, it's a music box. But alas, when he places it on the ground, it turns into a full-size throne. Ross sits on it and it starts to move. You can see the stagehand during the pushing the chair. It's actually kind of comical how it was done. As the chair moves, it runs into the witch, which I presume kills her as we will not see her again. He is stopped by the rejected Chip and Dale's dancer and the security guard and is pushed into the elevator, bringing him back to the first level. This gives Ross an idea. He grabs the mace and smashes the glass case that holds the super soakers. He finds the Chip and Dale dancers and the Blues Brothers 
and the security guard holding Sophie hostage. He takes the water gun to defeat them, and all is good, and he believes that he has defeated them all. But the security guard sneaks up on Ross and knocks the super soaker out of his hand. The security guard tells Ross that the game isn't over until all the characters have died, and tells Ross to give up. Ross says that this is real life, and in real life, you make your own rules. He then pulls out a smaller super soaker and shoots the security guard with water, defeating him and turning him into a baby blue cloak. Ross turns to Sophie and says he did it. He defeated the security guard. Sophie tells him almost he still has to crown her to win. Sophie takes her seat on the throne and Ross crowns her and wins the game. Ross is happy, but he was told not to play the game for a reason, and we can now see Mr. Olsen playing the game and telling Ross, I thought I could trust you, Ross. Then Ross looks up the um, escalator and sees a giant pinball on the escalator. It is at this point that Ross realizes he will never be able to escape the game, and he would be getting free games for life. Gary ends his story by saying, The End and then asks David if he still wants to play. David says he thinks he's outgrown it and passes it to Frank. Frank says it's all yours to Kiki. Kiki passes it back to Frank who says, no, you got it, and then Frank passes it back to Gary. Gary says, who's ever got the game, just make sure the game doesn't get you. Then Betty Ann stands up in a hurry and says, night guys, followed by Kristen, and the rest leaving Gary. Gary says, until next time, he doesn't declare the meeting over and puts out the fire. Betty Ann awkwardly gets up in a hurry and goes home. Maybe she sneaked out as she was grounded? Anyways, this concludes the last episode of the first season. And I think it's fitting that Gary said until next time, letting us know basically we were getting a second season. And now it's time for my favorite part of the episode, Morris Thoughts. <laughs> So here are my thoughts on the episode in no particular order. One thought I had is for some reason, in my mind, I remember this as one of the first episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that I had ever watched, and that gives this a special place in my heart. I think it's because the imagery was so vivid and the theme of the episode, gaming, was very close to me. The characters in the story are also very good. It has a very medieval feel, but with an updated look because of the theme of a pinball. I also liked how the characters played dual roles. The security guard in the mall became the security guard for the game. Sophie, who looked like a princess, became a princess in the game. The homeless lady was a witch, and the executioner was the statue from Mr. Olsen's store come alive. And our first fun fact for the episode is that the co-writer of this episode, Tom Rack, cameos as the security guard who chases Ross. 
My next thought is that this story is really great. It moves at the perfect pace, and I like that the ending is somewhat ambiguous. We don't know, does Ross ever leave the machine? Probably not. And I also like that we had an unsuspecting third villain. Well, I guess technically a fourth villain. Uh, that fourth villain was Mr. Olsen, who trapped Ross in the machine. Of course, he did warn Ross, so Ross could also be seen as a villain, with the heroine being Sophie. I had mentioned this previously at the end, but I like that Gary didn't declare the meeting over. I suppose this was a foreshadowing of us getting a second season. My final thought for this episode was that this was the last appearance of Eric. I'm assuming that the Midnight Society took a vote and voted Eric out or removed locations and just did not tell him. Gary never mentioned Eric's family moving as he did with Kristen, David, and Frank. And our final fun fact for season one is that Mr. Olsen, who was played by A.J. Henderson, also appeared in the season one episode, The Tale of the Dark Music, as the carnival worker who turns into a skeleton. So listeners, I want to thank you for going on this journey with me through season one of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't have a timeline on when I will start season two, as I am currently in the middle of moving. So I would say just keep checking back and check Twitter for updates. In many ways, this podcast became a passion project. It was a new branch off of More is Afraid of the Dark, but not really the blog. This is literally me here reading printouts of the blog and inserting new stuff as I go along and trying to keep it fresh and wanting you guys to listen by adding these fun facts. If you're wondering where I get these fun facts, I use the Campfire Companion Guide to the show as a reference for both the blog and for the podcast. So with that being said, I just want to thank anybody who's ever taken the time to give this a listen. It means a lot to me. Even if it's just six people, maybe somebody found some pleasure out of it and some humor. That was my entire goal with this, was just to help people connect who really liked the show. I think for consistency's sake, and because I'm going to be starting a new job, hopefully in January, um, the podcast will be put on hiatus until possibly February, but if things change, it might come back sooner. But I'll leave you with some words from our founder, Gary. Until next time, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story, The Tale of More is Afraid of the Dark But Not Really, the podcast, episode 13, the finale of season one, to be continued. Until next season, listeners, have a great holiday, be safe, social distance, wash your hands, and wear a face mask.